Hello and welcome to Infinite Machine Learning. This is your host Pratik Joshi. This is the part of the show where I talk about ideas and concepts in AI. You can use them to build startups, grow your career or just develop a better understanding of how AI works. Today, we are going to talk about software that can make machine learning run faster across different hardware platforms. Now, why do we need it in the first place? Like what's the big deal? There are four key issues at hand here. Number 1, there has been a rapid growth of machine learning infused use cases like recognizing images or understanding text or building recommendation engines for e-commerce sites. Number 2, for each use case people are building many different machine learning models like using different training data or using different hyperparameters or using different precision recall metrics or using domain specific knowledge so different different models number 3 for each model there are many machine learning frameworks that can be used like tensorflow or pytorch and number 4 for each framework there are many hardware targets where these models can be deployed like gpus cpus mobile phones edge devices and many more so if you want to deploy your machine learning models built using pytorch on nvidia gpus you need to use nvidia's custom software stack along with the right libraries and frameworks now let's say that someone else wants to deploy the exact same model on nvidia gpus same same hardware but instead of pytorch they used tensorflow to build it now this becomes an entirely new project and because of this fragmentation the machine learning models are not easily portable meaning going from one setup to another you cannot just copy paste your model from one platform to the next and expect it to work now even if it works the performance drops significantly as you go from one platform to the next as you can imagine this quickly becomes unmanageable as we look at all the different tools and libraries and hardware targets so how do we manage this and this is where we need a a software product that can handle this job for us okay so who needs this product and what do they want this product is mainly used by machine learning researchers machine learning engineers and hardware engineers in different shapes and forms in an ideal world they need a, a single software product that can handle the entire workload it should allow them to build a machine learning model using their own recipe this can consist of frameworks and algorithms and libraries once they create this recipe the product should take it as input and optimize it and this helps them speed up the training process while reducing the cost once the recipe produces a machine learning model it should take that model as input and create various versions that can be deployed across different target hardware platforms 
once the model has been ported to all the platforms, it should optimize those versions so that the performance remains good on each platform. Now, as you can imagine, it's not an easy problem to solve. And there's a huge demand for software products that can do this job well. So how do we make machine learning models run faster across all these different hardware platforms? I will talk about eight strategies here, but just know that there are many ways in which we can approach this, this problem. And depending on the exact situation, you can create your own rules and strategies and, and recipes and and basically figure out a way to make it work. But these eight strategies will just kind of lay the foundation of you know, where to look, like where to start, where to look, and what can we do to get things moving. All right, number one, know what hardware is available to you. And before diving into optimizations, uh, you should familiarize yourself with the basics of the hardware you're targeting. For example, right, CPU, right? Obviously, everyone knows about CPUs, uh, everyone has access, but it is a, a, it's a basically a general purpose processor. It can do a whole bunch of tasks, not necessarily built for machine learning, but optimizing for CPUs usually involves parallelism and using the memory efficiently and vector operations. So if you only have CPUs available, it's a different strategy. Let's say you have a GPU available, graphics processing unit. It's GPU was originally designed for graphics and graphics-related workloads, but now they're widely used for all AI-related workloads. And, uh, and obviously, the reason is that they can perform computations really, really fast. They can parallelize them, and it's, it's an amazing piece of hardware. So just know that if you have GPUs available, different strategy. Uh, let's say you have TPUs available, Tensor Processing Unit. Uh, this hardware is developed by Google, and these chips are, are custom chips specifically designed for TensorFlow operations. So if you're building a machine learning application that is completely built on TensorFlow, then yeah, you should leverage TPUs. It just kind of helps you make it that much faster. Uh, another class of hardware is ASICs, application-specific integrated circuits, and, and FPGAs, right, field programmable gate arrays. These are custom chips designed for specific tasks. And again, the more specific you can get in terms of what you need to do, uh, the more speed up you can achieve because you get to choose hardware that doesn't have to work well across all those other use cases. So the more specific you can get, the more specific hardware you can use, the more speed up you can achieve. All right, so that's number one. Know, you should know what hardware is available to you. Number two, the model architecture itself. So your first kind of line of defense is, and it starts with the model, right? If when you look at, hey, how can I speed up machine learning across different hardware platforms? Just look at the model and figure out, hey, what can I do here, right? A couple of areas to look at. One is pruning. And this usually involves removing certain neurons or entire layers from your network to reduce its size. And, and again, by doing this, you'll reduce the computational demands without a significant 
decrease in performance. Uh, you can, another area to look at is quantization, meaning reducing the precision of numbers in your computations. Instead of using 32-bit floats, you can use 16-bit float or 8-bit integers, actually, depending on the application. So quantization helps you achieve that speed up. Another area to look at is knowledge distillation, meaning you can train a smaller model to replicate the performance of a larger model by just distilling what's needed. And again, all of these things will depend on the application at hand. And in fact, actually, this specific area, model architecture, this could be an entire episode in itself. So maybe in the future, we'll do an episode on this. But for now, the second strategy is to look at the model architecture. All right. Number three, parallelism. Again, when you look at what has helped speed up machine learning and AI workloads in general, is there's a concept of parallelism introduced by, not introduced, but popularized by GPUs. Again, there are different areas to look at. So one would be data parallelism, meaning you can split your data into batches and you can process them simultaneously. And this is particularly effective when you use GPUs. The next is model parallelism. Again, if you have a, a very large model, you can divide it up into multiple devices, multiple cores, and again, you can parallelize it. Next is pipeline parallelism. What this does is different stages of your neural network can be processed on different devices in a pipeline fashion. Again, the goal is just look at your architecture, your infrastructure, and make sure and kind of understand what can be parallelized here. And more often than not, you'll see that there are many things that there's no reason to process them sequentially, right? You can just parallelize it and, and run with it. And again, making it parallel, it comes at a cost, meaning you have to buy more cores, more hardware. But again, that is a, a very promising avenue to achieve speed up. The fourth strategy is the choice of frameworks and libraries. When you're building an application, the frameworks and libraries you use make a, a huge difference. And again, it all depends on the on what you're building, who you're building it for, what's available to you, what constraints do you have, you know, how much you can spend, you know, what uh, what are constraints about response time. So, so many different things. But just the choice of the right framework, be it TensorFlow, or PyTorch, or Keras, or MXNet, and the number of frameworks, but they all offer various levels of performance across different platforms. So just know the combo you're working with and then use the right framework. And again, also make sure that for this combination, you use the, the optimized library. So for example, there are situations where you're using GPUs, should use NVIDIA's optimized library. Or if you're using some edge device or you're using an ASIC or an FPGA, for all these different targets, there are libraries available that kind of specialize on that particular platform. So the choice of frameworks and libraries has a, has a pretty big impact on the speed of your entire machine learning application. All right, number five, you should perform hardware-specific tuning. Once you decide upon the hardware target and the frameworks and the libraries, you've looked at your model and everything is going well, 
the next area is this, like how do you tune this model, tune your app to uh, to this particular piece of hardware? So if you're using a GPU, you should use the power of CUDA cores in, in NVIDIA GPUs and optimize memory usage by minimizing data transfers between the host and the device. And then you should use mixed precision training wherever possible. And again, there are a number of strategies within this, but just know that if you're using GPU, you should just optimize it or tune it based on what's what works well for this target. If you're using TPU, which is tensor processing unit, you should ensure that your model fits into the TPU memory. And also you should align your model with TPU's matrix multiplication capabilities. If you're using CPUs, and I don't know why you would, especially with all the GPUs and TPUs available, but if you have to use CPUs for your machine learning application, you should optimize for cache memory and for vector operations, and you should employ multi-threading. And again, again, depending on, this is a constraint, right? Given a choice, everybody would use the latest and greatest GPU from NVIDIA, but in the real world, we work with constraints, right? So. Uh, depending on what you're using, you should perform uh, tuning specific to that hardware platform. All right, strategy number six. If you're deploying on edge devices, you should convert your models accordingly. Because when you build a model, it's obviously it's you build it on the cloud, you use a lot of data, you train it. It's usually for performance, to achieve high performance, they're bulky and heavy, which is fine because that's what we train them for. But if the target is edge devices, you should know that those devices have very limited computational power, right? So considering that, you should know, hey, how can I how can I make sure that I can leverage the limited resources to achieve the goal? Because in, in this in this situation, the bulk of the processing will happen on the edge. Edge being could be a a sensor or a mobile phone or some device sitting out there in the wild. And and as opposed to having access to a, a large set of servers in the cloud, right? That's not the case. So the goal is to understand, okay, I have this amount of memory, this amount of computational power. How can I convert this big bulky model into something that can run on that edge device. And again, there are like model converters available like you know, TensorFlow Lite or ONNX or CoreML. You can convert your big, bulky, nice models into formats that are optimized for these edge devices. And again, the goal here is to make sure that it works well on the, on the target here, right? So that's the plan. All right, strategy number seven should use optimal batch sizes. Now this, we are heading into the training territory and, and sometimes you'll gain, sometimes not, but I think it is an important element to understand where the batch size can actually impact both the, the speed at which you can run it and the generalization capability of this model, of the model that you're using. A smaller batch size might take advantage of the device's memory, which is great, but might also lead to a, a slower convergence during the training process. So just make sure that you use the right batch size. And again, that's a combo of just reading a ton of literature on what's already been tried, 
experimenting yourself and then kind of figuring out what works in this particular situation that you're in. So just another area to look at. All right. Strategy number eight, don't let your infrastructure or your knowledge become stale. Right? And again, it applies to libraries and frameworks and code, but also your own understanding and knowledge of this field. Right? Both machine learning and hardware are rapidly evolving fields, especially in, in today's world. So regular updates to your libraries and code uh, it ensures that you remain compatible. And also, it'll help you leverage the latest improvements, right? Whatever worked last year, uh, between then and now, there's a ton of changes. And not forget last year, last month, right? So the, this field is moving so fast. Just keep an eye on what's available and you leverage the, the, the improvements that they make to all the underlying libraries and framework. And you know, given that the world of ML optimization is vast, and you know it, it evol it's evolving so fast. You should engage with you know communities and read the latest uh, literature. Could be blog posts, could be research papers, whatever works for you. But just keep an eye out for what what people are building, and just you should know uh, what's available to you. Again, at the end of the day, making machine learning run faster across different hardware platforms. You know, it's a craft. Right? It's part engineering, part experimentation, part instinct. You know, it just you know, it just requires a, a good understanding of both the model's intricacies and the nuances of the hardware that you're running it on. So just know that it just it just requires um, this this combination, but also you know, with the right strategies in place, you can ensure that your models models are both fast and powerful. All right, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks again for tuning in. You can visit infinitemachinelearning.com to subscribe to the podcast. I'll see you soon with another amazing episode.